1: Welcome to the Encouragement Engineering Podcast. We help people to combat the negativity that inundates our daily lives with a positive perspective and positive action. Today's guest is Chris Dubois. Our guest today is an Army veteran who swapped the military marches for marketing metrics. He has played detective with industry titans, learning from top business professionals and uncovering their secrets to success. He found that solid foundations beat flimsy fads, aligned goals are the secret handshake of high-performing teams, and strategic systems are the roadmap to growth. Chris has also had the pleasure of coaching business leaders in increasing effectiveness and efficiencies within their organization. Chris is also a podcast host of Unbound with Chris Dubois. So please welcome to the show, Chris Dubois. Chris, thank you for taking the time today. I really appreciate you being Yeah,
0: here. yeah thanks for having me. I am excited to be here.
1: Well, good good well why don't we tell the people a little bit about you how you got to where you are and um first of all i want to say thank you for your service we appreciate you know veterans on the show we appreciate my father was a veteran yeah. my father was a veteran awesome um so appreciate you know your service to our country
0: yeah thank you um yeah i guess actually the military is probably my origin story okay. uh, when i was a little kid i wanted to wanted to be in the military i wanted to be a soldier Okay. Um, uh, I did my freshman year of college, and I was I was working like five jobs, paying for college out of pocket, and uh, I was cleaning out my room at my parents' house and found this old note that I had written when I was in like sixth grade that just said, "Hey, you're gonna you're gonna be a soldier. You're gonna go do these these things." And so uh, that same week, I enlisted wow. and joined joined the uh, the Army Reserves. Okay. For uh for a bit while I went to college and did ROTC. Okay. And so when I finished there, I uh, commissioned had the uh, became an infantry officer, so had oh. the pleasure of working with some very hard men who were just awesome like they had no filters and <laughs> helped to uh, develop me as a leader. Okay, uh, But I you know my first assignment, I was up in Alaska. Wow. Um, we I had 36 men under my my charge and 13.8 million dollars wow. of equipment. And uh, for as a 22-year-old, you know, just out of college, I was a little surprised someone (laughs) that uh, taxpayers would be willing to give me that responsibility, but uh, thank you. Yeah, that's kind of crazy if you think about it. I mean, you can't get a credit card for 10 grand coming out of college, but the (laughs) 22-year-old
1: charge of $13 million worth of equipment.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, but uh, I did really well as a platoon leader, and my battalion commander pulled me up to work with him just as like a a personal hey i I see potential in you i want to do this and i was not excited because i essentially became his like assistant and so i went from running around shooting things doing the fun stuff to uh managing his calendar and (laughs) (laughs) looking at memos but i got to see the the organization from a whole different perspective and i got to see what he was thinking about and uh a couple like when i was there i realized man, like we have some leaders that can go from unit to unit and they will thrive like everywhere they go. They're awesome, but they're not even running the unit the same way they ran the previous one. Whereas we have others that were successful, but then they went somewhere else and it just flopped. And so it got me kind of thinking through that, right? They, uh, I call it now the dynamic leadership model, right? Where, you're showing up, you're taking in all these different variables because you're never going to have the same team, the same individuals, the same situation, the same mission, Right. everything's going to change. And so you should show up and change yourself in order to meet the the needs of that team. And, uh, and so a lot of the, like right now I'm doing a lot of coaching and that's right. really what I'm, I'm leaning into. It's, it's how do you show up and and be the leader that's needed right now? Not necessarily the, you know, the leader, like, the rock that's going to be like, no, this is how I lead. Follow me. Right. Uh, doesn't always help. No. Uh, well, that brings but, up, uh, the, yeah.
1: It brings up an interesting topic there because you mentioned a couple of things there, uh, you know, you're going from platoon, I guess, group to group, if you will, and yep. you have different scenarios, different people, nothing's ever the same. Mm-hmm. It brings up the, the idea of adaptability. How important yes. is
0: adaptability in all this? It is probably the most important thing. Okay. um but pro- well i'm gonna correct myself i think awareness is probably the most important thing because if you can't okay. even if you don't even know how you should adapt right. right then there's no point like you could yeah i'm willing to adapt but what if i adapt in the wrong way right like, um i will not evolve with the rest of the monkeys right <laughs> and uh and so just uh that's honestly i use a uh, the act framework awareness communication and trust and we just barrel into those skills. How do I build awareness, communication, and trust within my organization? And, uh, when you, when you start getting better at, at just being aware, right. You're if you're aware of how often you're being aware, that's as meta as I can make that, um, it's like things start becoming very obvious to you that wouldn't have, have normally. And you start seeing all these opportunities and, you know, potential for, for growth and like how to avoid, situations that uh that would have popped up if you just weren't paying attention
1: uh, and that's, that's a good point
0: because I mean so these are
1: skills not only on a personal level but you're talking about you know group dynamics and all that let's bring it down so people understand on a personal level too because that adaptability that awareness yeah we got to be aware of what's going on around us you know if we're feeling bad if we're trying to overcome something mm-hmm. um you know what those feelings are what those things may be that we need to overcome um how do you see that as I mean, the military obviously taught you mission focus. I've I've had Mm -hmm. other guests on that that talk about that. Um, Do you see that as a key piece in overcoming any adversity that you may have or challenges you may have in your personal life?
0: Just the the act of being aware of your own
1: own situation? Then you have to take action. So what are some of those things you might do? You know, being aware and then taking to action. If you can give us some examples, maybe you've done in your personal life or seen people do in their personal life.
0: Yeah. So, actually, well, so I, I have one personal, very personal story. Um, that, that should be great. Let's. Uh, let's <laughs> I said I was an open book at one point. Um, Oops. Yeah. When <laughs> I so when I was when I was uh, man twenty one I think back in like two thousand eleven, okay. um, I went on a hiking trip. Uh, during the winter, climb Mount Katahdin in uh, in Maine. It's the northern terminus of the Appalachian Trail. Uh, beautiful mountain. I have climbed it many times in the summer, and this <laughs> this winter, it's it's harrowing. Right, you're in. I mean, you're in Maine yeah. um, in the winter, like high winds, high cold temperatures. Uh, but it was a beautiful day. We we hiked out to the mountain, started climbing, and even though the rangers said, "Hey, the weather's going to be great," it turned very bad. Mm-hmm. And we had chosen one of the routes that was a little more difficult to climb on the ascent, and we had a very gradual descent. Okay. And so, our we huddled up. Our game plan was let's summit because we're we're pretty close, and then we'll we'll take this trail down nice and slow because it's just much easier. Uh, we summited. I got the pictures proof, uh, which you can like. We we're probably ten feet from the camera, and you could barely see us because of this blizzard that, that wow. came in. Uh, but on the way down, I was our rear the rear guy in the uh, in our group. And the wind hit me just right. And I had my snowshoes on my pack and it ended up throwing wow. me off a cliff and I fractured both my ankles, wow. uh, rolled over rocks for a way. So I was pretty disoriented yeah. and, uh, I could not make it back up that mountain. Wow. Um, and so my party also couldn't see me. They didn't know where I went. Uh, right. We weren't tied in because we hadn't planned for really foul weather and it's not necessarily the, there's no crevasses on Mount right. and You're worried about falling in, um, Wow. And so, uh, I had a handgun with me, uh, while I would recommend that for safety at all times, the state park does not allow them. Do not. <laughs> so just, uh, yeah, more caution there. Uh, yeah. but I pulled it out. I shot off a couple rounds into the snow and my party knew, hey, okay, he's right here. They marked me on a map and they started heading down, uh, the trail to go get assistance. Cause they didn't know where I was. Right. Uh, they ended up getting picked up on the trail around midnight that oh. night by search and rescue. Because uh, the storm was that bad. Uh, I, on the other hand, pulled myself down the mountain until I could get into the tree line. Uh, and then I built a snow shelter uh, to wow. h- hunker down for the night. Right. And temperatures got down to negative uh, 70 with the wind chill. Uh, fortunately, I was able to you know, kind of get out of the wind. Yeah. None of my fire starting. Stuff worked because it was windy and it <laughs> right, got cold and wet. Uh, so I put on everything I had with me. Changed out. Uh, my boots were frozen shut completely, wow. so I had to like cut the laces off. Uh, change my socks. But uh, that night I got or started very severe uh, frostbite in my feet. And uh, the they only found me the next day. Wow. Uh, it was the next late afternoon. They were on a recovery mission. Uh, Body bag and everything because they're like, there's no way you should have made it. Uh, I'm like, well, joke's on (laughs) you. Yeah. Um, um, But uh, and they, they, it was funny because when they mentioned things get get really dark up there, but they had mentioned, hey, yeah, we even had a body bag for you. I'm like, I will get in it if it's warm. Like, (laughs) I don't care. Um, They ended up evacuating me, you know, in a helicopter, uh, which was scary in its own right because when you're already on top of a mountain and then you're getting another 50 feet, you know, pulled up in a hoist. Yeah. Um, but that began a very long process of healing because, uh, the frostbite was bad enough that first doctor said we're, we're going to have to amputate. And I requested a second opinion as one does when yeah. you're going to lose body parts. And second doctor said, let's, let's see what happens. And, uh, fortunately I'm only missing part of a toe, That's um, great. that feeling, but that sent me on a very long actual like recovery where I, I went to, uh, some, a, a dark place. Like I was on a lot of medication to help mm-hmm. with the pain. And, uh, I had to move back in with my parents to, uh, you know, I couldn't take care of myself really. Right. And, uh, my mother, who is one of the nicest people you will ever meet, she's a school teacher, um, came home from work one day, just asked how I was feeling. And I like snapped at her and I realized like, this isn't me. And it was just this awareness of like, just washed over me. Like right. you have changed, like you are not the person you need to be. And so I, uh, probably not the smartest thing I've ever done, but I stopped my medication cold turkey. Um, uh, had a couple days of withdrawals because I was that that far wow. gone. Wow. Um, but everything started to pick up from there, just by like grasping, and saying this isn't you, and right. then focusing in on me and trying to uh just become the me I I wanted to be that I knew I was, and uh and that helped me get out of it, which uh which also then led to me you know, getting back on my feet, relearning how to walk, uh, and getting back into the, like my approach with ROTC, I had to, uh, do a lot of paperwork and stuff to prove to them. I could still serve. Right. And, uh, and so I earned, re-earned my commission and, uh, and was good to go. Wow. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Adaptability and a whole nother. (laughs) Right. Uh, On a simpler basis (laughs) is something that I coach is just the, um, I have what I call the leader's marks. Mm-hmm. And we have these like four categories um, where with a bunch of different uh, traits under them. So like connection is one of these these quadrants. Okay. And within that, we have just communication. Right. And now in every situation, you are either going to transmit or receive. There's not right. necessarily a good or bad. It's just going to change depending on the situation. Okay. And so, we, you know, there's that. There's uh, your attitude. Should you be humorous or more serious? Mm-hmm. Uh, risk assumption. You know, Are we cautious or aggressive? And so we have these different traits and what I've, I've do this personally all the time. And what I have all my, my coachees do is say, all right, this happened today, right? You had to get the team started on a project. Let's Mark where you, when you kick them off and you had that meeting with them and you gave everyone their guidance, Mark down where you think you were on all 10 of these traits. So they do that. And like, all right, now, did you get the desired result, right? <laughs> did everything work the way you wanted it to? Usually, it's a no., no. Yeah. Um, yeah And so they take a different marker and they mark where they think they need to be in order to the next time something like this happens, right? like this is how I should act. Maybe I, I was uh, I was taking too much feedback during the meeting, and we're kind of on a time crunch, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually should have been pushing information out faster just to get them going, and then once we're started, I could pull them back in and we can talk about other other ideas right um and so they they mark those different things but now just the so they're good from this situation right the next time something similar comes up they should be better set to be able to handle it but at the same time just by thinking through these these traits every time they're they're becoming more aware and it's becoming like second nature to just be thinking about how am i approaching this right it's not like just a blanket oh just let me see what works right well no i'm being very deliberate in how i'm approaching these situations now and so it it's just a lot more fun, really, because you yeah. end up getting better results all the time.
1: Well, that brings up an interesting scenario because you, with your personal scenario and that, what you talk about, that mm-hmm. talks about your foundation because it builds that strong foundation. And it's interesting because you talk about having a solid foundation um, and some of those, I guess, those principles, it, you know, like you said, your awareness, your adaptability, your attitude, your mindset um, yep. and learning. Um, do you think learning is a key mm-hmm. piece of the foundation? Yeah,
0: I will. It'll be a sad day when I stop learning. <laughs> and so like, I, I mean, everyone we have, man, there's a lot of different ways. Growth. Growth is the most important thing. Your growth rate is right. probably the, the most important thing in your life. Uh, because if you can constantly be growing, you are constantly going to be improving all of the things that you actually want to be working on, right? Your family life is going to get better. If you're growing, your career will get better. Your personal, like just being able to sit down and relax. If you're growing appropriately, you're going to be able to even enjoy your relaxation time more. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just because you're, you're getting better at doing these things. You're getting better at prioritizing it at just knowing how to approach certain situations. And, uh, and so I, I like using uh, what I call life formulas to kind of simplify ideas. Right. And so, um, and there's, I got a lot of them, but the, <laughs> my one for growth is knowledge times execution. That equals growth. And so you can sit there and you can read all the books that you want, right. And collect all the knowledge that you want by, by reading these books. But if you're not going out and actually applying it, executing, then you're not actually growing. You're just right. collecting knowledge to do something yeah. with, right. You, yeah, like educated idiot is, you know, Jim
1: Rohn. Used yeah. To say, right. You know, <laughs> Yeah, they, they right. Because I was listening, I listened to Darren Hardy, that uh, is uh, Darren Daly's every day. It's a daily motivational type talk that he does. Yep. And he talked about that same thing. It's like, you've got to execute on the knowledge, go out there and read fewer books instead of, you know, reading mm-hmm. people brag about how many books they read, but they're not executing on them. Right. And, you know, being part of the military, I think execution is, you know, mm-hmm. a key factor there. You know, like you said, you can plan for missions all day long, but you got to execute when the time requires it to do that. Um, right is that a key discipline that's ingrained in you or how do you teach people yes. to, to to build that because a lot of yeah. people outside of the military don't have that
0: yeah i think one of my favorite lessons um from the army mm-hmm. really is it's called the one-thirds two-thirds rule okay and so we know when we have to start a mission we're always told like you will you know leave we call it the line of departure you are going to so like you are going outside the wire you're going into enemy territory at this time. Okay. And so I know I have to leave by this time in order for all the other pieces to fit. So that means from now until then I'm in planning mode. Okay. But I can't sit in planning mode that entire time because we also have to get ready to execute. Right. Right. Like if I'm just planning right up to the last minute, we're not going to leave with all the equipment we need. We're not going to leave like having talked through the plan. And so the one thirds two thirds rule says I'm going to take one third of this time to actually do the planning and get everyone started. The other two thirds is for my team to actually figure out what they need to come back to me with their plan, you know, to okay. build any of this so that we are executing at this time. And it's like, it is a non-negotiable when, when we leave here, like we're going, so make sure you are deliberately planning everything right now as best we can. Right. right? So like Mike Tyson said, you know, the punch in the yeah. the face, yeah. like yeah. uh, military has been saying it too. the enemy gets a vote. Yeah. And so we can, we can have the best laid plan, but as soon as bullets start flying, like it, it doesn't matter. Um, right. You're going to react to those. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. but so that, that need to execute and move fast. Um, I think it as long if you can do the planning and you can do deliberate planning and do it very well and have a system for, for doing it, then really falling into the execution phase becomes much easier. Okay. Um, yeah, I would. Okay. That's good because, um, yeah, that, that says a
1: lot too. Um, you know, it, it helps you do, Build that security when you have to execute. Okay, you've been planning, you understand it, you know it, your mindset's set. Let's. You now it's just action. And yeah, there's great right. variables that you have to adapt to. That's part of your adaptability. I mean, you're gonna have to duck when a yep. bullet starts flying. You have to get down. You have to get up. You have to do different things. So, um,
0: yeah, definitely. Understand. Well, and even uh, even in life, right? How many oh, yeah. people? How many people are working a job right now that they hate, yeah. and they're they're lining up the pieces to be able to go off and do their own thing, right? And they're but they're gonna keep lining them up year after year just hoping it perfectly matches and it's like no give yourself a date say i'm going to do everything i can to get set up by this date, and you'll be amazed at how much better everything works right and then and then you pull the trigger execute
1: yeah plan it backwards plan it backwards i know i I would do that um you know taking uh it tests if you will and You know, you Mm -hmm. procrastinate, do this, do that. But you set a date and work backwards and you keep studying up until that point. Last time I've taken a number of tests, boom, they go really smoothly because of that preparation, because of that time. You set that deadline. I'm doing it by this time. You know, even running marathons, 5Ks, 10Ks, whatever it may be. Okay, set the date, register yourself for it, and then start training. You know, take that action, get ready for it.
0: Right. This It's actually another life formula that I use is, okay. is for laz- laziness <laughs> and Ooh. it's a uh, low stakes plus a lack of purpose uh-huh. times your energy level. Perfect. And so if you, or I guess <laughs> that will be more on productivity, right? If you want to be really productive, yeah, that's where uh, we hit. So you want, you want the highest stakes you can, right. right? And that's why a lot of people, when they do procrastinate because they, but if, if this is due tomorrow, I'm going to work much harder cuz the stakes yeah. are high. They are raised. Right. Um if you have a strong purpose, then it becomes much like if you have that mission that you are just committed to, you you love what you're doing. It's mm-hmm. way easier to show up. Like oh, you yeah. don't even have to think about it. You just you're doing it, right? Right. Uh and then that energy level, like I mean this is you're multiplying by this energy level cuz like if you're showing if you're always tired, right? You're not sleeping well, you're sick, like it's really hard to, right. to find motivation. Um, but if, if you're just on top, you're taking care of your health, you're, you know, you're taking breaks to make sure you're excited, energetic, like it's, it's going to pay off. Right.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that brings up and you mentioned health. I think that's a critical one for people to understand too, because that's, that's another foundation, if you will, we're, mm-hmm. we're human beings. We got to have health to be able to do anything, whether it's a goal, whether it's a, a normal activity, walking to the mailbox, you've got to have your health to be able to do that um, how, what are some ways that people can help to focus? I mean, the military trains you how to be healthy, if you will, to some extent, um, what are some ways people can put that at the forefront? So that's part of the part of their firm foundation. Cause I think our society today really is they're trying to do that. You hear a lot of ads, you hear, you know, different diets, all this other stuff, but what are some yeah. key principles you think might
0: help people to stay focused on that? Yeah. So the, what I like doing for myself is just take, what is the minimum I need to do just to be okay right mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. to be healthy uh, and three categories really eat sleep and move yeah and like it's a the performance triad is actually what the army calls or the military okay. now calls it i think um and if you can just do what what's the minimum like if i'm going to be eating right i don't think it's bad to have a bowl of ice cream every right. now and then but if that's my majority the majority of my calories i'm taken in we might have a problem and right. some lactose issues mm-hmm. um but But like, what's a what's the minimum I need to be doing? Like, what are, how much protein should I be taking in? Right. For me to feel good. Like I personally know I can't like, if I have too many carbs, my joints start to swell up. I don't feel as great. But like, I got a buddy who can just crank through (laughs) carbs. Like he's (laughs) eating everything. It doesn't matter. It doesn't bother him at all. And so like, it's very personalized to me, but the same for, for movement, right? right? Like I, I love to do these exercises it I can jump on a call and just go walk around my yard and feel good, just like getting some sun, walking around, moving. Right. Um, if like for me, that's enough. For someone else, it might be, hey, I need to run at least a couple miles, get my heart rate up above you know one hundred and fifty in order to feel like I, good and I did something today. Right. And then sleep is probably the most underappreciated. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I especially mean- like. Once you have kids, like yes. everyone then, then you're like, Oh, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. I always kept saying that, you know, people say, Oh, you should get sleep. I I five, six hours is I my eyes just open, but I you know, I yeah. always say, I'll get enough sleep when I'm dead. Yeah, you will. So, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, it is a important factor in in whatever you need to do. So that's very important. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, it's um it's, a... it's good to know. Now what is some, it's interesting because some of the things you talk about and some of the people um, that I've seen, you know, quotes about you or references about you, they talk about that you, you know, you get into the weeds and you, you're getting your hands dirty. I see that integrated, get in there and get it done, if you will. Get her done attitude. Is that <laughs> you personally or is that what you've been taught?
0: So I have... My parents instilled in me like very young to like work, do, okay. do the hard work. So I, I have a strong work ethic uh-huh. um, because of that. Um, like I said, when I, my freshman year of college, I was working five jobs to yeah. make sure I could pay for it. And uh, I was, <laughs> <a> <laughs> that, was that was a little that's, too much. Yeah. That's, um, that's no sleep. <laughs> yeah. But I realized too, like when I was in the, in the army, uh, so like my first assignment in Alaska, Yeah. right? Like we w- get a lot of snow. You get it's cold yeah. out all the time. And uh, there was, I was one of the first guys in the office every day because that's yeah. how I woke up. I'm going to go to work. Right. Um, nobody, nobody in my family's awake. It's not like I'm hanging out here. Uh, but I would go in, and the soldiers were always tasked with like shoveling the the sidewalk, right? right? Make sure it's clear so that when everybody comes in for the day, uh, you know, it's, it's good yeah. to go. And the and the unit just has this like good appeal to it, right? It looks right. like you have discipline in this organization, um, and they would rotate through who was actually shoveling the sidewalk and if i got there before everybody i would shovel the sidewalk right. like i'm here why would i not do it right um and that that's not something that a lot of leaders have like i didn't realize it until even much later like for these guys like my soldiers appreciated it but nobody really made a big deal out of it right um but I, when i took over company command i uh my my unit was doing a pt test so it's right. you know, two minutes of two minutes push-ups two minutes sit-ups and a two-mile run super simple it takes less than 20 minutes um, and and i showed up to take it with them and they're like sir what are you doing uh-huh. like, what do you mean what am i doing like I we're t- we're doing a pt test today uh-huh. and they're like we've never had the commander take a pt test with us it's like uh-huh. well that changes today yeah <laughs> um, and it's like but it was just like simple things but yeah even with uh with my work it's like i had training up so like for the marketing company yeah. know, that i work with we will get a new marketer in and I can, usually I can tell them, Hey, we need this, you know, this blog post written or this web page created. And, but when I go work with them, like when I get feedback, I'm going to actually like get in there and give feedback. Like this is how I would have done it. This is, this is why I would have done it this way. Uh, This is why, you know, it usually works out and uh, and you get a lot more hands on with this. And now that feedback actually helps them grow much faster and they can, because they get different perspectives yeah and i so, don't tell them they have to follow my my advice so they can be like no you're wrong
1: right <laughs> um, no but that that's good because it definitely you learn from the real examples and i think that's what a lot of people are saying you give the real thing and that's you know a, you know as your quote says you know foundations are you know are better than flimsy ideas flimsy fads so right keep up that great work um Chris, where can people we get to summarize this up, but um, where can people get a hold of you? How can they you know, yeah. find
0: out more about you so they can get a hold of you with your website and coaching and so forth? Sure. So if you want to talk coaching, uh, leading for effect dot com, uh, you can find everything that uh, that I offer there. Uh, otherwise, connect with me on LinkedIn, Christopher Dubois. And uh, I did just launch that podcast, yeah. as you mentioned, Unbound with Chris Dubois. I'd love it if anyone give a listen give me some feedback i'm a glutton for punishment so i like i like hearing what i can do better well that's great chris thank you for taking the
1: time today i'll make sure i post all that information in the podcast in the, awesome. the recording notes and so forth all about your podcast as well as your website so we'll make sure we get that in there but chris i wanted to thank you for taking the time today for being a guest on the encouragement engineering yeah. podcast i really appreciate your time so thank yeah, you
0: thank you this was fun
1: good good i'm glad yeah. you have a great one thanks you too Hello, this is Bob Brum, your Encouragement Engineer. I want to be your contrarian. I want to help you in the battle to overcome the negativity that inundates our daily lives. You're better and greater than your situation, and you've been given a gift by our great creator. As an Encouragement Engineer, I can help you to see the value of a positive perspective, positive actions, and positive mindset in your life. No matter if you're a solopreneur a corporate contributor or a large organization, the value of your greatness needs to be shared with the world. As an author and encouragement engineer, I would love the opportunity to enlighten your organization with the value of positivity for your situation. We can overcome negativity with the light of positivity. I encourage you to contact us at BobBrumSpeaks.com for more information, and let's have a conversation about your situation and how we can help you.